I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, was that, buddy? something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Supercoach 360. <laughs> it's your boy Jesse J. Cameras over here. How we doing? How we doing? Uh yeah, round twenty two. We are deep into the finals. Well, about to start the head to head finals, but yeah, deep into the finals race, I should say. And uh, footy wise, but super coach wise, yeah, it's all about the head to head finals that are about to start the run home. How are you going? I had a shocking week, absolutely terrible. I've dropped down to like twelve thousandth. I'm on the fall down. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't play Teddy. Oh, it was. What? What? Why didn't you play Teddy though, Jazz? Because I stuffed it up. Oh yeah, so it wasn't like a strategy thing. No, nah, it was from when I reversed my trades. I hadn't reset all my reserves properly the way I wanted to. Yeah. Like I was planning on playing Teddy. As you do. Yeah. So, yeah. You got him here for a reason. Look at you, green ear to ear. Oh, I played. Yeah, you played Teddy. You know, I played. You can um, tell with a smile like that. Yeah. Well. It's fi- you know, finally p- paid off for us. Like the those that hung on and played, um, you're not alone. There was I was talking to a dude online on Saturday or Sunday, day after they played, and same drama. Didn't play Teddy, um, bit distraught. So don't worry, Jazzy did too. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to feel better, Jazzy fucked up. Oh, I did. <laughs> Because um, the the Tigers were in that first game, and I still had the reserve on Bateman. I wasn't planning on playing Bateman. I was planning on playing Teddy. Really? So you weren't ever going to play Bateman? No, that wasn't the plan. And same thing, I missed out on paying Haas. If anything, I was looking at another front row. My reserves makeup was different, that was for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, after that first game, I was like, oh, no. And here we are. So, other than that, Louie, how are you, mate? Yeah, Louie's back in the hot seat. I'm back. I'm back. Man, you went and got a job. Yeah. Spion. Well, I mean, no. you got a promotion. So you got double the work, but no extra money. Cheering. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we haven't seen you in like four or five weeks. You've been a busy yeah. boy. Actually, it's, I, think, I think it's been about six weeks, thinking about it. Five, six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah, much the whole origin at, period. Yeah, stuck at work, just listening to you guys while <laughs> watching the live stream on my work computer at work. When you can it. hear me. 
when when when, yeah. when when Bergs talks into the mic. I know we had tech. <laughs> we had tech issues. That wasn't all me last week. That was the microphone. It done something. Still five years. You don't know how to set up a microphone. Oh, well, you know how I get. Um, I get a little forgetful. Uh, lads, how have you been on? How have you been doing? Juzzy just admitted to the massive decline. Uh, Louis. Yeah, how so are you I, doing, man? Since I was last on, um, I think the first couple of weeks I dropped a couple of k each week, got down to twelve thousandth. Uh, but the last three weeks I've pulled my way back up into I think seven thousandth. I'm sitting at now. So, yeah. so cl- slowly clawing back. Um, um, winning all your head-to-heads? Winning all my head-to-heads. Uh, the last buy round really shot me up. I shot up five places, 5,000 in the last buy round. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, thankfully, it was kind of, uh, to be completely honest, I didn't plan for it well. I, it was just a fluke. I didn't plan it. I just got 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 around to, the buy, to that round 19 buy round and went, Oh, sweet. I got I think I had like fourteen players or fifteen players yeah, I got, got options. Them. Yeah. Uh I think that week I was also up against Juzzy, who in one of my um leagues who only had I think ten or eleven players yeah, available, yeah. something Last like that. Last round got me good. Last by round. I was looking at Juzzy's score and uh, <laughs> I was thinking, Oh yeah. It's been on the decline since then. I've just well, made a couple it? of bad decisions in succession, haven't had my captains. Was it that and bang down, gone. First and second buy round in between there where you started to make your moves. Yeah, well, that's guess... it. First and second buy round cleaned up, made heaps of positions, got up to about 5K, but was left high and dry for third buy round. Yeah. And then, yeah, a couple of panic trades. Like you used the word earlier today when we were chatting about it. Panic trades is exactly what I did. I bought in Defi, the expensive Cardi, last week. That didn't pay off that week. I don't think it's paid swing. off again this week. Um, so I've lost cash either way on the trade as well. So yeah, really spewing about that. Defi was like, well, I need it for the run home. You know, like I need Defi. I need to make these decisions now. Same thing. I went the week early on Tino, got one week out of him. Bank gone three weeks. And now, if you look at, I traded him. No, if you look at Cardi now, he's sort of he's definitely starting for eighty. Probably oh yeah, Lane's gone. Injury to Lane, and the other one's gone as well. I think you find Dury. Oh yeah, he's gone. They have to play Andrew Davy, um, who I think he was playing there earlier in the year, but didn't make a name for himself. But yeah, so Cardi's definitely looking at eighty minutes, at least till till finals. So yeah. yeah, he's a bit of a regretful sale. But yeah, like panic trades. Like, have you had any panic trades? Not not towards the back end of this round, uh, of this season, sorry. Um, early on. But early on, I do admit, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head right now, but um, I panic traded on a couple that, yeah, I got a big score, had a pretty good break even. Oh, sweet, yeah, I'll jump on. And next week, they come out and pull a Molotalo and get nothing. Yeah, yeah. I killed Molotalo, man. I killed him so good. I don't know if any of you noticed, but last couple of weeks, well, last week he did all right. But not great. Not enough to balance out the two weeks before that, which just plummeted his rolling average. And how does he look for you this week? Is he a play or would against you the Panthers? If... See, I'm thinking about that. Is he? He'll be probably be running it. To, no, he won't be running it to River. He'll be running it the other side. He'll be running it to. And Crichton, who 
they have a pretty good pairing together. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I in don't saying know. that, on the other side, Peachy's been fucking weapon. Like, don't Bro. get me wrong, he's no good to Taruva, but but as, every time this season he's had to step up, hasn't he? Stepped up, man. Oh, he's fucking. Um, he's that older, experienced head that just sometimes comes in and just also knows what to do. If you have a look deep into the stat, he he'd be up there for most multiple tries per game in season. Every time he comes on, he gets a double. Um, <laughs> he's killing it. Like, he's, yeah, like, yeah, he's, and he's a reserve grader. That's the realistic side of it. He's not your starting 17, man. You got your Targos and your Crichtons playing centre. So, yeah, that's the that's the benefit you have over there at Penrith. You got a bloke like Peach, he comes in, plugs a hole anywhere and does a great job. So. Sometimes he brain snaps though. Sometimes he's so on point though. It's it's like he's know, a good footy player, man. Yeah. Like he probably could have, yeah. If he trained probably harder and put more effort into his game, he probably could have done anything with footy. Like he played Origin the other year, and yeah, Def- just, definitely a talented player. Oh, definitely got um, all the skills, man. Well, this so far this season he scored uh, eight tries. And then one against Canberra, one against Wests. Then he goes and gets two against Roosters, uh, two against Newcastle, and then two against Bulldogs. Yeah. Killing it. It's going off, man. Yeah, but anyway, um, last week we got asked, I'm pretty sure it was um, Michael Mizzy, maybe. I'm sure if it wasn't, sorry to whoever it was, asked for some pods um, for the run home. Now, I've got a couple. I've I've didn't just stick to centre wings. I've had a look across the board. Um, this is the time to sort of pull the trigger if you, especially if you have to get into your top eights. Um, don't worry about holding on to your trades if you're not in the top eight. You're not really, you're not in it for the money, are you? You know, you're in the bottom eight and you're playing for pride. So get to your top eights is the most important part. Um, Getting there, going to cost you some money if you want to go the fullback way. The only two blokes under 10% worth talking about, I feel, are Drinky, who's got an 86 average season average, and he's got a couple of lower games in there and wasn't on fire to start the season. What's he at, though, Mill? 1.08, but I've just gone 1.1 mil. I think he's got a low break even. Um, he's 8.2% owned, but so he's still not even 10% owned. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't had a match-up for a little while where I've had to come up with someone that's got a drinky either. That's so been pretty good in that sense. Like, I, f- I feel like it was a bit of um, what Nakora was at earlier on in the season where everyone watched him go up and up and up, thinking, oh, yeah, no, he'll stop there. And he just kept pulling out these big scores after big scores. Next thing you know, he's at he's at a million. Oh, if you look at you his know? three round average, it's way above the eighty six. But I don't want to send anyone with, with any false hope. Like eighty six average is what you get on an average sort of week from a drinky or a genuine fullback. Anyway, you know, like you get an eighty five ish sort of week. And then the other one's Trell now. I know they have a buy in 26, but also say, like we were talking about just before, if we had the, the luxury of bringing in a trail 
would you do it? But I'd only do it if I could get him out again for 26. I wouldn't want to run in to 26 with just one fullback in my grand final head-to-head, especially if it's for decent cash when fullback's such a high-scoring position. Now, you also got to take into consideration from now to then injuries and restings coming into them finals and stuff are going to start happening. So if you haven't got X amount of trades, I wouldn't be bringing in a Trell or, or a Drinky because Drinky's got the buy in 24. I can see a world where I bring in a Drinky, though, before a Trell just because he'll be there for the grand final if, I'm, if I get there, you know? If you're in the head I mean, it's 200k final. difference too, though. So it depends how much cash you're sitting on. Yeah, but it's a massive points difference too. Like, Drinky seems to be the guy. You know, the points are... Every year we get the unicorn guy and he's it this year. He just gets points salt bait on him every time he breathes near a footy. Deservingly so, because he's, he's dead set taking the Cowboys from... Everyone was... I was one of them, I'll be honest, that said, this is the Cowboys we were expecting last year. And they turned up and started whooping everyone and then the Tigers put 60 on them and they've turned their season around. Like... Haven't looked shit since, really. Like, they might have mm. been beat here or there, but haven't looked shit, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're the two fullbacks I recommend. Is argue the point on even one of them or Trell, I do, if you could, and especially because it's not final. So, if you weren't coming 10th for 11th or something, I'd wait a week to look at Trell just to see how he's going from that injury. But if you're... If you're that guy that's coming 10th for 11th and you need to win these next couple of weeks, I see a, a world where you bring him in and whack a captain on him. Up against Tigers. Up against Tigers. Like, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier too. Like, the Tigers, they're just, they're a dream for attacking point scorers. Well, I mean, they've got Appy. They've, apparently they've got Luke Brooks back this week. So is this going to be the Tigers that we saw put 66 on the Cowboys? Is this going to oh, be? I think they're gone. I think because they've been like pumped so hard and so fast from that sixty-six points. I think, yeah, I think they're gone. Are they fighting for the spoon though, or to not get the spoon? Oh, last week was a fight for the spoon. They got beat. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like we're lucky. We've still got a buy points clear at least of them. Um. So yeah, we're we're. Even if we all get belted for the rest of the year, we've still got two points coming, whereas the Dragons and Tigers don't. So that's that's a blessing to us. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Ten of Wings. Now, a couple of these mm, 50-50s, but they've all been doing really, really well if you have a look at beyond their actual average. If you have a look at their three-rounders and stuff and their Matchups coming up. Some of them really, really juicy. Um, Bradman Best at seven hundred and eight thousand. He he's one where I'm where I'm thinking if I had more than two trades, more than two trades, mate, I'd bring him in. Oh, he's, he's been, been chugging. Looking good. Like he's been affecting me, Greg Marju, but it's sideways to go Marju to Best if you know what I mean. Um, see, that's the thing that prevents me from bringing him in is the fact that I've jumped on Marju and I feel like having two of them there, especially on the same side, is just and KP. Yeah, well, that's it. But it could be a coach killer because if that side gets shut down defensively, 
your points dry up real quick that week. Turn a corner since Origin, though. Definitely. Mm. Not going to deny that. Beast. Um, yeah. Absolute beast. Got a season average of 60, but if you have a look at his three and five rounder, it's pretty good. He's only 2% owned across all supercoaches, so very, very lowly owned dude. Um, I think it is for that reason, the fact that you've got Marju there, and if you're keeping Marju. Well, it's his injury history that kept me away when we remember the other week when I would have been five, six weeks ago before he went to Origin, even Jazzy, I said, oh. Yeah, he's starting to look good. Bradman Best is starting to look like he's getting into as it. Soon as, well, as soon as KP got back to fullback, he knows what to do with him. Yeah. Um, Valame from the Cows. Now, I know the Cows have a buy, as we've, we've said before, but Valame's keeping old mate out of his own spot. Like Kyle Feltz, like, been there forever, it feels like, at the Cowboys. You sort of felt like Kyle Felt would hang up the boots on his own terms, but Valame got his shot and... He hasn't done anything to put a foot wrong to let Kyle Felt get his spot back. And he's at 572,000 with an average of 71.5, playing in that drink water side. Um, but he's outside Hiku. Now, we all know Murray Tuolungi sort of suffers because um, Val Holmes is sort of their strike centre on that side, whereas Pettahuku's not so much of a strike, and with Nanai being injured, I like the likes of Valame sort of juices up with the drink water, and if he's already running around with 71 average, he's going okay, even though he's only had a few games, but his work rate's really good too, if you've, you've been watching any Cowboys games. Mm. You yeah. watched any? No, not heaps lately. He's pretty decent. He's decent. Um, he's like a bit bigger than... Um, Taruva from Panthers. Panthers. Anybody actually breaks the tackles. Yeah. Oh, mate. He's, yeah, very much the same mould, but a bit bigger. So Lomax. He's all over for some tries, so. Yeah. Now, Lomax. Lomax has been, we've talked and tossed Lomax's name around a few seasons in a row. Like, we've always said the ball bounces for Zach Lomax. Commentators are starting to say it on the footy. But the ball bounces for Zach Lomax. And you know what? The fucking ball bounces for Zach Lomax. I watched him the other week and just... Fucking nine out of ten times that ball's not bouncing that way for anyone else but Zach fucking Lomax. <laughs> I don't know if it's got anything to do with Sergis or whatever because he's way punching there. But Zachy Lomax with a three uh, 634k, 63 average. Um, but his three-round average is way, way higher. I think it's fucking 99 even. Um, yeah, his um, three-round average is uh, 98.3. Yeah. yeah. But that's from the just the past two games. past two games, he scored 138 yeah. and 115. The game before that was 42 against Sharks. Where they got dominated. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in 1.5% of teams. I know they sort of have a patchy... Patchy draw, but they've got nothing to lose now, you know. So we all know teams get a bit more dangerous when there's nothing to lose and they throw the ball around a bit and Zach Lomax, the ball definitely bounces his way. So, um, Selwyn Cobbo. Now, Selwyn I only give a mention to 
with the return of Reese Walsh. I think if you look at his numbers without Reese Walsh, not very good. But with Reese Walsh, very good. Um, he's priced at 634k, so he's doing okay anyway with 57.2 average, 7.1% owned. So pushing the 10, but not quite there. But with Reese Walsh coming back and Brisbane don't look like they're going to pitulate like they did last year. Like they, after Origin and Payne us done his two shoulders, that was the end of them. They went from fourth to ninth pretty quick or something. So this year they look really good and Cobos gets better every week. I know he has them weeks where he's a bit quiet, but Reese Walsh, the way he goes from side to side to them wingers and centers, like points are on offer if they want to take him. Now, Jacob Carraz, I know he has a buy next week, so he'd be a 50-50 trade, but he's definitely making money over the next week. So he's going to be as cheap as you'll get him for the rest of the year, I think, at 504000 with a 57 average. He's 9.6% owned, but you as an owner have watched him in the last couple of weeks just get better and better and better with his base and shit. Yeah, it's it. He's just, he was obviously still recovering from that injury. And like, I know we don't have, again, we got, we're not playing for much other than pride at the moment, but he seems to be our guy. He offloads a lot. His base is really good. So when Toby Sexton comes back too, I think that benefits him again, just with the style of footy that he plays. Um, Louis, you got a Karaz or anything? You sold. You I know? did. Yeah. Uh, you, you're welcome, everyone who owns Karaz. Um, I sold him after the 28 against Newcastle. I was like, no, nah, that's it. He's he's gone after his injury. He's not going to be the same this season. Yeah. And he comes out and then puts 71 against South, 72 against Broncos, 69 against Panthers. <laughs> and 69 so, against the Panthers is the impressive one. But, granted, Penrith, yeah. Penrith just stopped playing. Like they didn't mm. offer anything. They showed no one any rest of their plays or anything for the second half. Like it was just footy. And they didn't give a fuck. Like they couldn't lose the game. Yeah, they, they just took their foot off the pedal. Yeah, they don't need to do anything. What do they need to do? Like, there's no point going out there putting on trick shots and showing people what you're going to do to them later. You might as well just go out there and just run the footy. And that's all they pretty much did in that second half. They got beat in that second half on statistics, you know. Like, we scored more points. Um, Now, this is a surprise one. Might see some eyebrow raise, but it's with the return of Trell. I sort of linked this in with the Bellamy one. Uh, with the return of Trell, Tass. Tass on the left side for the Rabbits. Um, could be a good option. He's 529k. He's got a 56 average. 1.4% owned. Like they do, again, have the buy in the head-to-head grand final round, but I don't think he'd be... Yeah, marquee one, I think. He'd be one more your fifth playing on matchup sort of guy. Um, but with Cody there and Trell back and AJ fucking on a tear, Tass is definitely worth a shout. Like he's gonna he's gonna find some points. There's a good chance he crosses. Oh, a couple of times. Games. Yeah. He's like um poor man's target, really, isn't he? <laughs> 
yeah. Anyway, I think he does the job. He does. He does. Well, we all remember last year he went for pretty pretty quickly from a bloke who was just potentially a money maker to bang like, oh, you could keep this bloke as a fifth for the rest of the year, mm. and that's exactly where. I think their run home lets them go as well, sort of south. It's not too bad. All right, then in the sixes now, I've got Cody Nikarima as a sort of surprise packet. Um, I will be honest with you. I'd still much rather have a Munster and a Cody Walker or something like that, like the highly owned guys. Possibly Nikarima or Hooker. Oh, Nikarima is your second hooker, yeah. That's yeah. what I've I've had him as my second hooker for probably at least half the season. I've had him in as second hooker, second hooker. Uh, done no wrong. Yeah, he, he's been choking along very nicely, especially since he's gone into fullback. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. Him at fullback, it's like yeah, hello. Yeah, it's really. I think would he get a ninety-one? I think last See, game there's a or chance something to have like that. a fullback score in a place where no one expects you to get a fullback score. Mm. He does a job. The, as you said, there's no way because I've got. Uh, KP and Munster in my five eight. There's no way I'd sacrifice one of them. Nah, for Nicarima. Definitely go for one of those over Nicarima. But as a second hooker option this year with hookers, not really, no real shining lights. You know, yeah. well, that's a really good shout. That's a really good shout. Good pick up actually on the hooker thing. Like he's six hundred nineteen k, which is still relatively cheap for a fullback. Yeah, um, it's relatively cheap for a going hooker at this point too. Well, he's only got the fifty six point three average from coming off the bench and shit like that. Because he's had some decent scores, like Louis said, he's done no wrong since moving to fullback. And it's probably only them benchy scores that kept him at a fifty six average. Yeah, uh, he's nine point five percent owned, so he's still just pod. But yeah, that hooker, I can see a world where I definitely. Put him as my second hooker. He's got a break even of 68 right now, and he's up against the Bulldogs this week. Achievable. <whistles> Very achievable. And Dearden was my other one. If hypothetically, mm. if Munster was to go down tomorrow. Um, well, Dearden wouldn't be a pod for long, but at the moment, yeah, I like that. I mean, dude's been just a beast in the second part of the year. He's chucked along quite nicely, well, hasn't he? Well, he's got a sixty-three point seven average. It's right, straight average. Right. But his but his cash is eight hundred and forty-four thousand. Yeah, because he's killed it of late. Right. So if you really look at the that side of it, he's on the up. I'm pretty sure. I don't know about his break even or anything like. But he's four point two percent. One sixty-six. That's his break even. Break even one sixty-six. Don't jump on this week. <laughs> but he has proved that he's. You've got to throw him in that conversation of. He could do it. Probably not a 166, but... He's he proven could, that... It, he, he could go you know big I mean? enough to not really worry. Yeah, like, yeah. the dude can throw on some monster amounts of points. It's insane. Yeah. Now, the other the other halves, I've gone the other halves, which, again, wouldn't go past any of our top three at the moment, in Nico, Nafe, or SJ. What's the ownership levels looking like on them boys? Massive. That's why we've got these two dudes right. to talk about. We go. uh, we've got the Chairs. Now, the Chairs has been doing very Chessy of late. He's been playing some good footy. Yeah. Um, Holding along since Origin. But he has had some lulls at the start of the year. He's got a 69.4 average, which isn't too bad. He's 610K. 
3.8% owned. Drama is his, his troops are starting to drop. Pasek is gone. Turbo's gone. Um, playing a bit thin. I see a world where like, I get on because we all know Chez is... Takes, At the expense of Nico or Nace? No, I wouldn't. No, it'd only be off an injury. It'd only be off an injury to one of them, or if, like I said, if I had to... I'd, e- I'd even go Esther over him at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but he's part of the top three. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, top yeah, three SJ, and yeah. on the buy yeah. this week, too. Like, if you had to go SJ this week just to stay alive to someone and you didn't want to go the way of a knife or a Nico, I'd, I could see a world where you went a cherry. But, like I said, stocks, troops are dropping around. You, where you go, look over here for the same money... Different average, but 63.2 season average, 610k. A-Ray, whose troops around him are guns. Like, he's got a Carrigan there. He's got a a Haas there. He's got the outside backs of Stags and who had a mad week last week. You got Herbie Farnworth doing a job. Cobbo does a job. Reese Walsh there doing a job. Like, he's got an improving team around him, whereas Cherry's a sort of, Starting to fall apart a bit, like with, especially with the Paseca injury last week. I know they got Matt Lodge, who probably should have got a mention somewhere. Matt Lodge, but has joined Manly on a train and trial deal. But I'm pretty sure there was questions if he could play though, because he was on such decent money over there at the Roosters. How they pay him a thousand bucks match payments is a bit rude or something. I don't know if he can play this week. So, yeah, would you jump on even one of them two if you had to get rid of SJ this week to play, or would you just get, jump on the uh, Nico or Naif train with everyone? Oh, I don't know, man. Are I you mean, keeping either of them for the run home? Who? Either of them. If you, if... A-Ray for the run home, I, I yeah. probably wouldn't go again. Like, he's just one of those dudes that... Does have he, a buy yeah. the head-to-head grand final playoff week. So the week before, head-to-head grand finals, A-Ray will have a buy. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're getting off SJ for the buy now, yeah, then you might as well hold. Your reason you're getting off SJ for the buy now is if you're struggling to make the eight. And it's people all... this week you're playing have got SJ, then you're pulling the trigger to well, you do try to snatch do the DCE points or the A-Ray points, you know, just to try to get you up your ladder. Uh, all right, second row. Now, this dude... If you have a look around the Supercoach pages, like Tragic's pages, uh, Off the Bench pages, our closed group, uh, there are the places you can find Brad Smith's write-ups. Now, the, a couple of these dudes feature heavily in the Brad write-up, so go and have a read. Um, Fitzy. Fitzy over there in the second row. Now, a couple of these dudes have made the, the paper because their high scorers over the last month of footy. Like, Fitz, he's 606k with a 61 average, but you go look at his three-round average and his five-round average, since Pong has come back, it's really... He's had one or two shit games in there, so Fitzy at 2.3% ownership's pretty juicy. Um, Again, I he's your attack and style... His base work's not as great as a couple of others, but definitely finds a try, and we all know that's the favoured side of, of Ponga. You know, he loves going down that left. 
And him and Fitzy have a good combination now. Nat Butcher over there at the Roosters has started to just come of age. He's getting better and better every week. He's 635k. Oh, he's 651k with a 63.5 average. 2.6% owned. And I think I heard rumours that Walker will be back next week or the week after. And if that's the case... Him and Nat Butcher had a pretty good run of tries there last year. Um, if you remember correctly, I think Nat Butcher got three in a game off Sammy Walker. So I'd, I'd like to see that if he did come back, Nat Butcher's combination of him probably go a bit better than Sand and Smith, who's only relatively new to the systems there. And then would Jay Reviews bring them in? If you had trades, you know, I know you're both struggling trades, but in a world where you just could do it, would you do it as a pod? Or would you jump on this next one, Frizzell? Yeah, you laughed at me the other week when I said Tyson Frizzell, but fucking he's been chugging along really good. Like, he's only 508k because he had a couple of injury-affected games, but he's got a 59 average with those injury-affected games. Uh, I think you'll find when he's played 80 minutes, he's played, he's put up decent scores, especially over the last month. He's chugged along really, really good. Um, now, Cam McInnes makes the paper because of the torn peck to Finucane. Um Cam McInnes, I think you'll find any time Finucane has been out, Cam McInnes does a decent enough job to get him up to 500 and something thousand dollars because he starts the year pretty low. When Finucane's played the minutes, he plays generally towards the end of the year. So McInnes is starting with a 53.9 average and he's 554k. He's less than 1% owned. But he'll definitely start at lock for the Sharks for the remainder of the year with the torn peck to old mate. And he's tackle bot. Loves the tackle. Um... And then I've got Scotty Sorensen over there at Penrith. Um, he's got a 67.2 average. He's 604K. I think he's bottomed out from that last time he had that run and he got to 700 and something K. You just remember when he was nearly unachievable? Yeah. yeah. This is the point to get on now. I don't think he'll be achievable again for you for the rest of the year. This is as low as I think he'll get. At 604k. So, I think if you're looking for that pod second rower in just a fucking shit hot scoring team, like they score tries for fun, Penrith. And um, he's definitely the kick out mold that they were lacking for a little bit. You know, they were, they were searching for a guy to do that, that bulldozing role. They tried Liam Martin over there after, like, who was it playing? Garner, was it, coming on? Yeah. Garner, yeah. And then they'd moved Martin over there. <laughs> it wasn't really working. But Scotty Sorens has come on there, and he's made it his own. Like, that should be his spot to lose. He runs the line really well. Oh, he's he runs that line. Good footy player, and he's solid as fuck, man. Like, he's kick-out mold. Like, he's not kick-out, but... He's very much a big bulldozing dude who just hits that hectic line that's hard to tackle. Um, yeah. To any one of them, would you jump on? Who'd you jump on first? He's only 2.9% owned as well. 
I do like the gamble on Sorensen. Yeah. There, I mean, there might have been some ums and ahs over his job security at one point, but you, you're right, he's definitely locked it down. Just just his footy, man. Like, his footy yeah, speaks you can't through. deny it. There's like, no reason mm. to drop him from the team. He's done nothing but go out there and achieve since he was playing off the bench. Well, two other dudes have had cracks at it. You had Hoskins, I think. Got a small sample size of Hoskins there, and we had Garner there. And neither of them... No, we had Garner, and then Sorensen came in. Hoskins went on the right. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, Sorensen, once there, sort of just said, well, you don't really need anyone else but me, you yeah. know? Fit enough to give you the 80 if you want it. And then, yeah, we'll move on to front row. Now, there's nothing. Everyone's highly owned already. Your tarpenies, your, even your horses, everyone's over 10. The one man who's not over 10, we talked about last. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sweet. Um, and again, I still I'm in the same mindset. If you don't have a trade to get him out when Tino comes back, I don't know if I trade him in. Uh, that's Mo Fudawaka. Chugged along last week, pumped out of seventy, I think. But he's six hundred and two thousand now. He's got a fifty nine point five average, two percent owned, and as long as Tino's out, he's He's going to do a job. He's the go-to forward who can sort of maybe sneak in. Like, if I was to bring him in last week over Big Nels, then i get 30 more points or whatever. Yeah, pumped out of 66. Oh, did he? Went down. So, yeah, okay. And then in hooker, Cody Nicarima is now been transferred from six to hooker as well. For anyone else that didn't get that bit. But, yeah, the other hooker is I wouldn't rush out and buy him. I'll be honest. Like, It'd be a fucking miracle for me to do it, but... So probably not irrelevant. No, nah, he is. Cheese last week for the Roosters looked really good. He, a couple of times, was massive pivotal point in their attack. Um, he looks a little bit skinnier than he did prior to his fucking injury, and he looked in the game. He looked really in the game last week for the Roosters. Um Done a couple of nice things out of hooker. Now, he's only got a 44.5 average, but played injured a couple of games there. And he's 402k, 7.3% average. But last week looked really good. Yeah, pumped out an 81. 81, did he? 81. There you go. I didn't know what he scored, but he dead set looked okay doing it last week. And now, yeah, Cody Nicarima dropped him up there in the hooker list as well. Um... I'll find some questions. You've got anything, anyone you just want to add to those sort of lists or anything? No. 
No, no, he's fucking quite a few good, good players there. Yeah, that's it. Now you got me thinking. This is the problem. Start overthinking what I'm going to do. I got three trades left. I'm trying to work out: do I even use them this week? Yeah, Val's the one target that I want that I don't have. But then Trail comes back on the scene, and it's just like, ooh. But you raise a valid point about well, come round twenty six, I'm going to have to have that extra trade to get him out. Now I use trade to get him in now. That really only leaves me with two trades and one of them's to get him out. With restings and injuries, big gamble. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Even I, even, I feel restricted with four. I, I was thinking about imagine using what two you're trades. feeling with three and you with two. I've got two, yeah. I'm I'm thinking, you know, two trades and with, my, with the amount of cash I have, I'd have to nuff someone to get to Latrell. Mm. So that's instantly no, gone. No I, trades. No what's trades. Your de- what's your depth? You got a bench? Are you running like a good bench or you nuffed out hard? or? Uh, it's an all right bench. Um, I'd have Reese Walsh's mother fullback. Yep. Uh, uh, center wings, I've got Meany on my bench. Yep. Um, I've, I've got KP, Johnson. Uh, Torhu, Young, Vanilla Blake, Nicarima. So it's not Pretty a bad bench. Now, um, just mm. quickly, are you, are you in this? Are you tracking overall glory? Are you in your head to heads? Like you head to head. So okay, come preliminary final and grand final, you're playing one fullback a week. Because mm. you'll have Reese Walsh out the week before the grand final. You'll have Trell out the week of the grand final. Granted, both decent scorers, but yeah, like, is he really worth that? You know Getting what I mean? That, yeah. Like, you got to have a look at the matchups. I'd have a look at the matchups before pulling the trigger on a Trell, especially having two trades in your spot. Mm. Just look at your matchups. Like, if you can even. F- See a perfect well. I know this is like fucking wishful thinking, right? But with Luke Brooks back, Buller, Buller could semi become relevant again. I don't know if you play him every week, but you could play him definitely a couple of times over the next couple of weeks. And then mm. you could come up against someone in the finals that first week that's running a Reese Walsh. And then you've got a Buller. You know, where is yeah. your Walsh is sitting down, and then the week after that, hopefully you beat that guy, and then he's around. The next guy's running a trail. You've got your Buller, or you've got your Guffo, or whatever. So you're having an eel. Well, they, they'd playing, have um, they'd have Warriors that round. So that's a tough matchup. Mm. If you have an eel and you're not, if you're, if you're just head to head player, and you've got an eel, you don't really have to worry. Like, yeah. It's over by the time they get their buy, you know? Not for everyone. Some leagues are 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are custom leagues, but 9 out of 10 leagues are finishing in that Bunnies week, mm. which a lot of highly owned Bunnies. Cam Murray's highly brought, I think, the last couple of weeks. He's been slowly getting talked about everywhere, which is rightfully so. Rightfully so. Blokes fucking gun, you know? But... Mm. but when it's crucial head-to-head week, that Bunnies game, you could have the likes. So there's people out there with your AJs, 
Walkers, Cooks, Murrays, Kemp Grahams. You know, they're a team that can, all them blokes can turn up in a game nearly or go close to it in in a single game. So now I'm thinking, mm. like, I'm playing Cook, I'm playing Cody this week. Yeah. There's lots, mate. You know, but there's actually a question. Let's segue on in. After five years, we've done a segue or two. Um, but Braddo's question. Not a smooth one because you can't unlock your phone. Yeah, you go. I've got the DTs. <laughs> I'm hanging. Um, <laughs> Braddo, how many Panthers can Juzzy fit into his team and his seven too many? Uh, yeah. Well, is, no, is they don't though? have a buy. Is it though? Is it though? They don't have a buy, to is, be honest. Like at least they're guaranteed points every week. Is seven too many? No. There's years been gone by where seven is doable. Yeah. You know, and as long as like you said, if Dan, Abby was still the Panthers, he'd be in my side for sure, I reckon. He'd be in my third. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he would, man, I'll yeah. be honest. He's still Anyway, he's not. But Nathan is. Um Liam Martin is. I'm trying to think who else would you be on there? Maybe Critter, Tomo, Critter, Toto, just a couple of people. Edwards. He's relatively high. Targo, Targo, yeah. who's yeah, people. Are, a lot of he burn a lot. Sorensen, as we just as I said, yeah. yeah. Um, even you said Mardo already. Um, none of their front rowers are any good to anyone. But yeah, like there's there's a world where you can have seven, Brado, and. Not you, but because you're just chugging along nicely again. Like. Yeah, Brad has been killing. <laughs> He's running home strong. Um, but yeah, well done, well done again on another fucking pimping score, Brad. Um, so yeah, find what Brad's right and do what he says. Because <laughs> yeah, he don't listen to himself. So anyone who's listening to Brad's probably just doing a bit better than him. Sorry, Brad. Uh, what a. Is nothing out your backup hooker a viable option, or is it just crazy? It's just crazy. Would be my third enough. No one's really standing out in that position. I only have one playable front row this week. Would you just cop an AE, or could trade out Tohu or Preston to Huss or Horse? Depends who your AE is. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be nothing out your backup hooker. I'd be moving them to someone like, yeah, Nikarima. Yeah, look, the thing is, Harry Grant's bound to get a rest. Um, he hasn't had a rest after any origin but games. I, okay, no, but he does raise, in the second part of that question, actually, he says, well, I'm only running one front row, would I run with an AE? And I would say, yes, it's a viable strategy, but you've got to make sure, like Tafari being a lady in a couple of weeks ago, screwed that, because I was going to be fielding 17 players with my AE, um, when Raiders were on the bye, and then Tafari came in played wing. 20, 24 hours to go, played wing against the Panthers. Like, yeah, it just wasn't a nice night for him, and he didn't do well. Yeah. So that A nightmare can come in and really hurt you. Um, oh, but I do think at this point, if if that's what you need to do to field a 17, then yeah, but this is where you've got to get those A nightmares out of your side. So unless you're backup hooker, is your AE nightmare. There's no way I'd be getting rid of them. I'd be getting rid of anyone else that could be throwing out my strategy for that. Yeah. Louis? Um, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it. Um, as you said, or is it Grant, Harry Grant that he's got as the other hooker? Yeah, I have to assume so. Yeah. I have to assume so. As you said, if he gets rested, 
picks up a little niggling injury or something like that. No. Anything, head knock, anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just too much yeah. to risk. And if you're nothing out to the lowest possible denominator and then juicing everything you got out of that nothing to that next player, you're in trouble. Look, I didn't want to put it like that, but yeah, as soon as he phrased the question, I'm just like, oh, bro, poor thing. You've been chasing your tail all year. And I get it. I've had those years and they suck balls. See, this is what's cruel me is I've never gotten to past origin and being in a position where it's like, hey, hold on. I'm still going. Yeah. I'm still yeah. Going. <laughs> Get fucked. I, I am still. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. boys. Yeah, exactly. I think I just got overwhelmed because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. One of them things. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Um, all right, Sean, did we answer that? Oh, look, honestly, if if I'm doing you, Watto, if I'm, if I'm in the hunt for one of me head-to-heads, bro, I'm definitely fucking pulling the trigger on probably Preston to a Haas. Or Tohu has been on a sort of a decline, but they have a rest this week, so I expect him back to doing what he does next week. If not, he'll be on the chopping block for me next week because mm. um, he's, yeah, really been chugging along a bit shit the last fortnight, but up until that point couldn't complain. But Preston's relies on attacking stats, so I can see a world where him to Haas is just a great move. You know, Haas doesn't really rely on attacking stats at all. He makes his own points. So, any argument there, fellas? No. no. Um, Sean O'Verrett, to keep walking now, Trellis coming back, maybe to bring in Walsh or Holmes via Ponga or Defee from Bateman. Um, I'd still keep in mind, Sean O, that they have the buy in the head-to-head Grand final, I know I've harped on it heaps, but keep in mind of that. But to bring in a Walsh, like last week, I was so close to flicking Guffo to Walsh, just on what I've seen from Walsh at Origin and what I've seen from Walsh all year. I've been an, a jealous non-owner all year. Anyone who's owned Walsh, I've sort of just been really fucking jealous of the of them jumping on. Now I'm sort of jealous of the drinky owners. Like, it's been my own stupid shit that's fucked me too. Like, I've hung on to Teddy. I've sold Teddy, brought him back when I should have brought back a drinky or whatever, you know. And Teddy just sat at 700 while drinky went fucking nuts. Like, but, yeah, there's, um, I bring in a Walsh. don't know if I bring in a Walsh over Holmes, but Walsh is more of a pod than Holmes. Val Holmes is a fucking points machine. Yeah, and the goal goal, goal kicking as well. Yeah, so it's about getting as many of those goal kickers in as you can at this point. Or would you get Defi to Bateman over that move? Well, you went Defi last week and were a bit upset. Yeah. Wasn't as good of a move as a Walsh move would it have been? No. Like Walsh's potentially ceilings a lot higher than Defi's. Even though Defi's is massive for a forward. Walsh is that little bit bigger, I think. Mm. Just on points. So I'd probably go that way, Sean O. <clears throat> Daniel Warby. With C and K out, who would you who would you play as your fourth centre winger out of Azarko or Karaz? 
Fuck your centre wing must be strong if you're thinking he had a which two of them to play. Yeah, that's it. Full um, coin, bro. For me, Azarko is a goal kicker against yeah. the dogs this week. Yeah, so um, I would be taking Azarko. Just, just that goal kicking thing. Against you know the I mean? dogs, like we leak a few. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's likely to pick up a few tries as well. Between yeah, that, so it's yeah, a good finish. I'd be, I'd be right, all year, Masako. I've been saying career-defining season. This one, yeah, mm. like all year, he's been the one that got away. A eh? like Karaz is lowly owned, so if you're looking to pod on, you could go that way. But the good news for you is they play each other. So I think if you wait till you see where you're at over the weekend, um, and yeah, if you if you're behind. I'd probably play the Izarko if I'm in front. I'd probably play the Karaz just for the base. No. Nah, or the other way around. I just think I just roll. Goal the, kicking. I roll the dice on Izarko for yeah, the goal. Yeah. Fuck Karaz. Fuck Karaz. Fuck Karaz. Fuck Karaz. Fuck Karaz. That's nice. I'm Sorry, playing Karaz this week over Mulatalo. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Fuck Karaz any other week. <laughs> Mulatalo come out in school. I mean, Patrick. in your scenario, fuck Karaz. Yeah. But in my scenario. Fuck Mulatalo. Two horrible scores and up against the Panthers. Can't. You watch this. Mulatalo will, will now yeah, cross, can, cross can, for two can, or three now. Yeah, it's it. Can't, can't turn up. Jump, <laughs> Bag of hatch jump over yeah. Tyre all night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Dak Grant Turner. Who will be the first player to publicly go against the RLPA and give support to the NRL? Who knows? I don't know what's going on there. Don't okay, give a fuck. Probably a woman. Uh, Millie. <laughs> Millie don't take no shit. Nah, Millie don't take no shit. We like Millie. Uh, I couldn't answer that one, Grant. That's way above my pay grade. Um, hopefully none of them. I hope they stick staunch and get some more money flowing right around. Oh, yeah? So what, don't show up to the Deli M's? Don't. Whatever. Like we were talking about, all right, fuck it. Like we were talking about earlier at the thing. Why would you want to go and talk to these fucking media fucking bloodhounds? None of them ever. Like our first year doing podcasting, we asked every week for a feel good story. And if it wasn't for people fucking sending this one in, be fucked, we'd find one. If it wasn't for someone that was at the local fucking thing at Canberra or whatever it was where Chansey was doing. Chansey was heavily featured that year, but. We got heaps, man. Sean Lane done some shit. There was a, f- a few other people that done some shit. Brian Toto was down here at Mitch and Berry, remember? Uh, Mitch and Berry Jets Juniors doing stuff with them. Like, shit you don't hear about in the news. You only hear about everyone doing the bad shit or fucking up or bringing the game into disrepute. But you just don't. The media never goes and finds the, the dudes doing the good stuff. And now they want to sit here and wonder, oh, no one wants to fucking talk. It's because you're a fucking flog. And you make everyone out to be a fucking idiot. Like, you wonder why no one wants to talk to you. Go and find the ones that do the good stuff and show people what they're actually doing when they're away from football rather than, oh, look, he's fucking down there groping chicks again at Coogee or whatever Dylan Brown did, you know? <laughs> well, there's always that one, but there's also them 20 or 30 that aren't millionaire players. You know, they're the, they're the fringies that are off doing all the fucking... Do a lot the of club community, duties community stuff because yeah. that's what they got to do, you know, until they get good, you know. And yeah, a lot of it goes unnoticed, and the media are just fucking bloody ungrabs. Like, 
We don't like hoops. We've, 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 we don't like hoops, do we? Fuck, I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand hoops. I fucking hate it. <laughs> his little bald man. head, the little gap between his fucking teeth. The, oh, yeah, how's it going? Like, just... nah. Can't fucking stand hoops. Oh, I can't stand heaps of them, bro. Like, and, and they want, they're all standing there scratching their heads wondering why no one wants to talk to them. It's because he's a fuckwit anyway. Like, at least go and find a good, feel good story rather than. Trying to find some dirt, even though, like you said, dirt sells papers. But especially a couple of times when the game's been in some trouble, there's always been a few feel-good stories around that could have helped, you know. No one ever went out and found one. So fuck the media, and I hope they don't talk to them. I hope they stick with that shit. Um, Back to the questions. Sorry, guys. I'm missing t- loose interviews on Matty Johns, though. Oh, well, fuck it. Right, that's some shit you're going to have to put up with because no one's cool with everyone else. <laughs> Dane Greyregger, Ola Kuwatu or Sorensen for the second row? Not interested in Murray as I have too many Souths players already. I'd say, I'd say Sorensen. We've talked about it. Panthers look like they're coming home strong. Um, and Ola Kuwatu, like you said, Manly's got that whole thing of is their season, like do they just not have the depth? To carry him through right to the end. The good thing for him is he's he's the one that stands there with Chez. Like Chez is yeah outside man, so he he'll get you some points. I just don't see him piling them on. Not well, like I, Panthers I, can. Yeah, I see. So, I see Sorensen scoring more, uh, or more of a chance to cross than uh, Alukawatu. Yeah, I definitely see a world where Sorensen from here to there, from here to twenty-seven, mm. outscores Alukawatu. There might be that odd week. Ola Kawatu outscores him, but I think on average from here to 27, I think yeah. um, Sorensen gets the cookies. Grant Turner, different, different strategy. I'm running seven nuffs. Jesus. Oof. And have a near-perfect team. Seven trades remain. Can pull less stress. Free vice-captain loops for the next six rounds, and we'll have two times bites at the captain. Cherry every week. Will I fuck it all up? I'm coming in the top 2%. Oh, Seven nuffs. It's a fucking ballsy balls play. Like, but he's, that's it. He's, he said near perfect team, so that's... You'd have to assume he's cracking the best of the best everywhere across the board where you need it. Like your two fullbacks, your two sixes, two sevens. Two maybe. nines. Oh, you wouldn't have two nines. Nines mean shit. That'd be one of me nuffs. <laughs> probably have one there. He's probably got two front row nuffs. Like there'd be yeah, a few places he's nuffed out. He's got seven nuffs. So what he's got? Who's got in the wing? Is just my curiosity because you'd have like Val Garrick, um, Marju, but who who was your fourth be that you're playing reliably each week? Um, Joey Manu, Manu, yeah, and then what? Just run him so you'd have three. Or AJ, or three nuffs there, or an Osaka. Yeah, you have two front row nuffs, or do you have two back row nuffs? You probably def- you probably got a little bit of depth sprinkled across there. You'd have to, you'd have to have a little bit mm. of depth sprinkled, especially with the way the buys go. But he's got seven. He's got seven. Still got seven trades. And that's yeah, what so, I was talking so, about so that's earlier. It. Like, you don't have to use trades this week. I probably wouldn't. 
And then from here on out, can pretty much go two a week. Yeah. D- depends on any injuries or whatever. Chasing a matchup. Depends who you're getting in, really. Yeah. Depends who you're looking at getting in. Coming top 2%. So you obviously know what you're doing. Don't listen to us. I mean, look, if you're chasing it, bringing the troll in against the Tigers. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's where you whack your VC. Or Every Cody. week, you just look at your matchup. Mm. On your VC, and then, like you said, you get your own free bites at the cherry there, like only having 17 players. So you're getting your points back straight away anyway if you do loop. Mm. Good luck, bro. Good luck, champ. That's fucking bold strategy you got there, Cotton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I hope it fucking pans out for you, man. Good luck. Uh, Bradley Baxter, as a head to head player looking at Teddy and CNK. Or CNK and Fanua Blake in the next two weeks. If I go with Teddy and CNK, I'm running Tohu and Tarpany in the front row. Um, now you're lucky this week they've got the bye. So if you really don't have to bring them in this week, I wouldn't. Just in case something happens at training or something. You never know when someone's going to get ruled out a week later. And if they're having a buy this week, once come Monday, they, them trades are locked in. Mm. And if Chansey cops a head knock Tuesday, it's a total waste of a trade. you got to use him to get him out, you know. So if you're not looking at bringing in anyone that's not a warrior this week, I'd just sit on them trades for a week. If I was you, Brad. All right, Michael Mizzy. My team's set for head-to-head finals, but I want Charles Nickel Clockstad. His draw is magical, but I can only trade out one of Garrick or Nakora. Now, preferably, I'd love to keep them both, but my focus is on head-to-head finals, and I want someone with maximum upside, and CNK has potential. So, thoughts, boys? Uh, same thing, Mick. Like, do you have to bring him in this week while he's on the buy, man? Like, can't you just hold on to them trades this week? Um, I understand if Garrick or Nakora's got a super high break, even Nakora might have actually after he's 30. But if you have to pull the trigger, then I'd, I would. But I'd wait till the very last minute. I wouldn't be doing it today. I'd wait until the Sharks play at least if that's the way I'm going, you know. Go 10 minutes before that. Yeah, Nakora has a break even of 101. Yep. And Garrick, 94. Garrick's more achievable this week of getting it than in the Up against the Dragons. Against Pampers. Mm. Um, yeah, I just don't like Nakora. I'm not I'm probably not even playing Nakora myself this week. In my side, just because they're playing the Pampers. So, yeah, and I'd I do, wait. Sorry, go on. No, go. I was going to say, um, uh, Garrick does probably have a bit of an easier run than... Sharks' is run home as well. I'd say Sealand's I'd say Sealand's a bit better too, Garrick mm. being a fullback. Like I know like I'd be contradicting what I said earlier, the wheels are sort of falling off there at Manly, but he's their fullback at the moment and a lot of their plays revolve around their fullback through the turbo plays. So he gets his hand on the ball a fair bit. It's just a matter of does he get through the line that week or not? Mm. Still been putting up respectable scores for a centre winger. You don't want him in your fullback. 
Yeah. But you'll copy him as your centre winger. Chugging along at 70, whatever he's chugging along at. Yeah. Um, anything else there, lads? You got anything on the livey? I do, I do. Uh, we have... Uh, Kez Austin. Uh, Kez Austin has a two-parter. Alright. First one. Planning on pushing Ponga back to 5'8 and trading Moylan to a fullback. Uh... Don't know to go with Walsh or Teddy. Broncos look like they look like they have a tough run home. Any help there? So Walsh or Teddy, basically. Look, Walsh stood up in tough games, man. He stood up at Origin. He stood up for the Warriors when they were playing terrible. Like, I'd probably go Walsh on the gamble. I go Teddy just on the no buy factor, because Walsh will have the buy of twenty five. That's it. if I don't have that secondary trade to get him out to have that two play fullback for the round, then I'm not sure I have him. I'm hearing you. Like, don't get me wrong. If I could see into the future and sort of break down where I hope my head to head finals were going to go, like, you know, you can't. But in your head, if you can sort of look at who's been coming first, second, and third all year. Have a look at their team. You'll know if they've got a, a Walsh in their side as well. And then if you are sort of playing them in them rounds, then you're sort of cancelling each other out by having that Walsh problem anyway. You know, and then you just keep an eye on five minutes before the game. They don't do the quick and leave you sitting there with a Walsh and <laughs> them traded them out for a Teddy or something. Because we all know, we've talked about it a few times through the year this year, like we we in particular, because we hung on to Teddy or re-got Teddy in. But Teddy comes back from Origin different beast, you know. He comes out of Origin and just does really good shit. Mm. Yeah, he did have a low score last week, but a lot on, lot on the plate for the Roosters this year. They're not in position where they can rest. Everyone, I know he did get a rest after game three, but it's been his only rest all series and all year, I think. I don't think he's even had injury all year, so I think he's fresh, ready to go this week to Ted. I th- See, I think if you have another fullback that's good enough, that, like you're talking like a trail or someone else like that, I'd probably bring in um, Walsh. Higher ceiling, looking really good. I'd be leaning towards Walsh than a Teddy, personally. Just, personally, I was that close last week to pulling the trigger on Guffo to Walsh. Like I was umming hard mm. about it all day, and I just thought, nah, nah. Like I'm in a position where I don't have to yeah. this week. If I don't want to, I can wait, see where it goes. But yeah, as I said, it depends on what other fullback he has to play that round. Yeah, that round twenty-five, but. Yeah. Um, the second part of Kessel's question. What to do with Tino? Hold enough or trade for a keeper? Oh, oh that's not to go away. Hold enough or trade for a keeper? Not much options in the second row uh, or front row, which I don't already own apart from the horse or Murray. Uh, might be more points to bring in a fifth gun centre for him. Uh... Uh, Gutho is Kez's other fullback. Uh, 
got that. You got, see, Gutho for me, is, his run's starting to really get tough. Like, I know Gutho's an all-effort man, but their run's really starting to get tough. So he's he's been a weight watch and see for me. As for Tino, if you hold on, you'll be one of the only ones with him left, I feel. Um, he, although he is still highly owned at the moment. He's still in, like, 35% of teams or something. So... But for me, if I'm going to go anywhere with me Tino money, it has to be to someone better or on par. I can't see myself going backwards, you know, like trying to track down some points. So if I'm not going to a Huss or something like that, then, yeah, I think centre wing and just try and find whoever's got the juiciest match-up, like, over the next coming period. Um for an extra 40k, would you go to a Val Holmes? Fucking A. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Heartbeat. I know they have a buy in 24. Like, Val Holmes has a buy in 24, but he could seriously, he could seriously, or he could score up until that point. Mm. He could put your mind at rest. Like, he got a sin bin and everything last week, still got a 50. Yeah, and there's a good chance your opponent's got him too. Yeah. So you'd rather have that cancel-out factor. Yeah, goal-kicking from as well with in the Cowboys' side, that's scoring Killing tries it. for fun. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, oh, Kez, already got Val. No Marju, though. Oh, yeah. Gre- well, fucking, you know what? Don't be at Greggy. Have a look at Bradman Best. Yeah, you were going to say it. Have a look at Bradman. And to be honest, like that is the situation that that applies to. Like if you're in a situation now where, yeah, you don't have Greggy, Bradman Best has looked the goods. And right. it does take away from Greg. But they both they both do just a mountain of work too. They're, they're good at what they do. Well, even Gags on the other side. Like I I didn't have, I just didn't want to be seen like be sucking Newcastle. <laughs> so I um didn't whack Gags on there. But Gags on the other side. And as you know, Dom Young, I know he's... He's up base, and down. His base stats are shit, but if if they got a weak opponent that week, then triple digits. He scoring tries. Um, Gags is the other one scores tries. Like I like Gags, and he's got decent base as well. But Bradman Best is becoming an attacking weapon. So post Origin, he's he's just firing. Yeah, have he's a look firing. at the stats on Bradman, and have a look at the stats on Valame. From the cows. Kez? Uh, Andrew Barkworth. Uh, evening men into into 2200. Good stuff, really? mate. Good stuff. Uh, eight trades left. Bloody hell. Fucking see. Bloody see? hell. See, there's people out there still because they're head-to-head players and they're not chasing that. I've got to get that that score. And that's what fucks a lot of people up. Like, you lose focus on one to do the other. Like, if you get a couple of good scores in a row and you see your overall score climb. That's that's what I've done this season, yeah. Then you, you just seem to lose focus on what's going on in head-to-head land. But, yeah, like, he's obviously got eight trades left. That's that's killing it this time of year. And like we were talking about before, I'd be looking at matchups to just pull me way home with eight trades left. Well, he yeah, said he point. about to start the fullback and halfback roulette, Trell and DCE this week. Yeah, fucking A. Mm. Like, I really like it. Um, 
I like it, especially if you can do it. The day you're wrong, there will come a time where injuries might cruel you and you'll get stuck with someone in your team that you weren't intending on having for that week or whatever. Might have a bad matchup or something, but oh, if you still got a boost too, that don't matter then. You know, you can easily boost your way back out of shit again. But having eight trades this time of year, very comfortable position. Yeah. And if you're if you're doing the math on it, what do we got left now? One, two, three, four, five, six. If you can get away with doing no trades this week and no trades next week, then you can just power home, bringing in a pod every week mm. on matchups and sing home. Sing all the way home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just the last last thing. Not a question, but a comment. Uh, Cram's uh, Stenham Milk. I do apologize. I probably butchered that name. Uh, just letting us know, boys, you turn on the heater. I'm cold looking at you. It's yeah, freezing. It's freezing, <laughs> bro. Since the uh, move from the caravan, we've had the uh, veranda of death. Yeah. It's like Janelle and Caves. The only thing's missing is a fucking glowworm. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking freezing, man. But it's all yep. for the love of supercation. Speaking of, we do it for you. I think that's us. Peace. Let's get out of this fridge. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.